Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's, Where's the lemonade? lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. <laughs> On today's episode, we're going to talk about skydiving, divorce dogs, and Disneyland. Overindulgence. In our last episode, we talked about um, how to talk to the kids about divorce uh, when you're getting a divorce. That was a really hard episode for us. Probably our hardest emotional episode. Yeah, and we got a lot of really good feedback from um, our listeners, which we really appreciate. Today, we're going to actually talk about what do you do after that? A lot of crying. A lot of crying. It's very emotional after that, and we have a tendency with all those emotions that are built up, there's a lot of negativity, um, that we overindulge our kids. Right. That's why the title, yep. Divorce Dog, Disneyland, and Skydiving, because all those things happened to us. Yep. So, And then we also talk about in this episode about you know, co-parenting. That's a whole new thing that you have to start doing almost immediately after, after your divorce or separation. Yeah, I think a lot of people think that once the divorce is over, that things are going to be so much easier with parenting. And typically, I mean, we can't say for every situation, but typically it is it is different, very different and difficult to co-parent for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So let's first talk about our emotions that, that everyone's going through. You've told the kids, you sat down with them, you gave them space to cry and scream and do whatever. Your kids are going to be mad at you. They are. They are. And sometimes you don't find out till 10 years later how mad they were <laughs> yes. at you. Like what we found out just recently. Yes. That they're, they're angry. They're angry that their life as they knew it has been shattered. And their stability, you know, their foundation has been torn apart. And they're mad. And they want to, sometimes at both of you, sometimes just one, you know, it just depends. But yeah, it's it's hard because that anger definitely shows. It, it it does, and you also have to deal with uh, the anger that you may have at your ex, and I mean you wouldn't have gotten divorced if you could get along well, right? Well, and you have to have to really temper that because you don't want to show your kids that the only way you can interact or talk about your ex is with this these anger. Um, with these heightened emotions. Right, these heightened emotions, because it's, it's negative, it's bad, and it's hard. It's hard in the beginning. Woo, it's yeah, really hard. Yeah, it's very hard. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's interesting because my therapist said something interesting. He says, never talk negatively about your ex um, in front of your kids especially, but try not to talk about them negatively at all because your kids feel that negativity, and you have to remember that they are half of your ex-spouse. right. So they take that even subliminally as you're angry at half of me. Right. Which kind of negates, you know, what you're trying to, to do at that time. So. And I think that you might think at the time, like, oh, they're, they're on my side. You know, let's be angry together at your dad or at your mom, right? Yeah. Like, let's do this together. But all it does really, I, I talked to friends um, that had come from divorced families, and they said the same thing, don't talk negatively about your ex. 
it builds resentment over time. And when these kids become adults, they do resent that and go, I can't believe you, you know, you talked so badly. And, and that made me, that fostered a bad relationship with my dad or my mom. And so it, it is going to build into resentment later on. And you're going to slip. Trust me. You're going to say negative things, right? Well, and you need to apologize to yep. your kids. And you need to just course correction and go, you know what? I really, I really messed up today and try better tomorrow because you're going to mess up because yeah. you did get divorced for a reason. And you, you did. And being self-aware of that, remember, you're not your kid's best friend nope. that you confide in why you got divorced. That's just not appropriate. It's not. Now, other things that... Um, uh, we have to deal with with divorce. Almost all the emotions of a divorce are negative. People go, no, I'm so much happier now that I'm divorced. A nice facade. Sorry. Especially if there's kids involved. There's a lot of negative feelings. Well, their situation might be better. It depends what, you know, if they were in an abusive relationship or something. Well, of, of course. That, right. But in general, then the feelings of emotions are pretty sad and negative. Yes, definitely. So you've got to find things to do to bring more happiness and joy into the situation. Uh, for your kids and for you. So not dwelling on the bad all the time, but coming up with good things that you can do together. Right, right. Um, and we talked to we talked to some of our kids about this when they were mad at you after the divorce. Yeah. And, and you were trying to do fun things. Right. And we did. We talked to my kids about this, and um, they said it was good that I didn't force the situation. So they were mad at me. They felt like it was, you know, me... Um, kicking their dad out, um, which was, I mean, sort of was the case, but kind of wasn't. Anyway, we've already talked about that, but um, it was me trying to um, solve a problem and that was how I had to solve it at the time. Um, but it was them saying that they were mad. They didn't really want to be at home or around me very much because they were mad. But when I arrange for fun things um they came because that was still like oh well we're gonna do this fun thing together all right we'll go do that well you invited them instead of saying you have to go right they said do not force do not force it don't force them to be home for you know we're having family dinner tonight you better be there um i didn't do that i did not force but it was hard because i wanted them to be there and you know i felt sad that they so weren't. So it's more about creating opportunities to be together. Yes. Than saying dictating opportunities. <laughs> yes. Right? So creating those opportunities is extremely important and making them a happy time and a joyful time and building new memories, which you've got to start doing right away is building these new memories with, with your kids. That's now, true. another part that um, we talked about here is self-care during this time. Now I've seen this um, go two ways where you indulge your kids completely. Everything's about your kids and you forget about yourself. Yep. And I've seen people go, well, I'm, it's only about me and you forget about the kids. Right. I have to take care of me because if I'm not okay, then I'm not going to be good for my kids. Right? People. Right. Yeah. So you've got to strike a balance. You have to. Right. You, you can't to. be so self-absorbed that you ignore your kids. Nope. Um, because they will resent that and they will remember that. And just being in the room with them is not enough. Right. You have to engage with them. That's something that you've taught me very well is engaging with your kids. Even if they're talking about Pokemon and you really don't care, you have to be able to ask questions and say, hey, 
um, tell me more, even though right. you don't want to know. Even though, yeah, it's not interesting to you, but if it's interesting to your child, it's building a, a trust with them. Right. But also at the same time, you need to be able to take care of yourself. So what sorts of things, right. what sorts of things can we do to take care of ourselves? You know, I remember when, after I first got divorced, um, and I was working, I was working two jobs. I mean, life was 100% different for me. I went from being a stay at home mom my whole life to now I'm working two jobs and trying to balance. I, you know, I had really good friends that I still wanted to be with. I, you know, wanted to be with my kids every second that I wasn't working. So it was really hard to strike that balance. But for me, the self-care was just, you know, every once in a while I did go out with my friends for either they'd come to my work and meet me for lunch, which was great. Cause then it wasn't taking any time away from my kids after I got home. But at, you know, even every, you know, maybe once a month I would go out for dinner, you know, to dinner or something with my friends. Cause, but that was about it because my kids did need me. They needed me. So you've got to find somehow to balance that, that, but yeah, for me, it was friends. It was friends. Uh, for me, it was work. Yeah, I can see that. Right. I just, you know, when I didn't have my kids, it was all work. I traveled uh, quite a bit for my, my uh, job at the time. So I only traveled when I didn't have the kids. And, I, and it was like, I'm at work the whole time, 24-7 right. when my kids aren't there, no downtime. Because that's where my self-worth comes is how, how much I can produce. Right. Right. And then you met me, and then, and then it was yeah, just, work went to it was all out. It was one hundred percent me. <laughs> it was. There was no balance. No, there, there was, was no, balance. no balance. Not at all. Um, now, the other thing that we talked about during this emotional time, right after the divorce, and you've talked to your kids, is the kids need security. They need to feel some um, consistency, a stableness, where they can now plant their feet because everything they knew that was solid is now wiped away. Almost like if you've ever been in an earthquake, I remember being in an earthquake uh, when I was a teenager, something solid like the ground all of a sudden was not solid anymore and it was kind of unnerving. And I bet kids feel the same way about divorce. Something that's solid, that's there, is now gone. Yeah, and it's hard for the kids, especially for the parent that moves out of the family home, right, and gets a, a different place the kids don't feel as comfortable at this new place. Home is, you know, back where the family was. So it's really challenging to make your new place feel like home. Um, I know that was challenging for my kids. Just when we moved in with you, that was challenging. I, you know, was fortunate enough after the divorce to stay in the home that the kids were used to. Right. But, but when it, we got married, then... Oh, it was really hard. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, someone has to move out of the house. And so that's really challenging. But my advice is don't give up. You can't give up. You can't go, you know what? This is just too hard. I'm not going to, you know, have the kids come over. I'm not, don't give up. Your kids need you. They need you. They need both parents, both parents and don't give up. Yeah. Um, also make sure that when you're building that environment in your home, that it's not just built on emotion. They need routine. They need consistency. They need jobs. They need to, to own part of building that home back up together. Absolutely. Now let's talk about skydiving, shall we? We shall. And getting a dog <laughs> on the same day. I don't think you could have done more on one day than that. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so it was 
I'm trying to think of how long. I guess it was about, about a year, a year and a half, right? Well, it was a year and a half past my separation, about seven months after my divorce. Yeah. Um, and yeah, our our family was struggling. We were sad, and Amanda and Rachel were both home from college. Um, actually, Rachel hadn't left for college yet, but Amanda was home from college, um, and we I decided to just do something to shake it up because Amanda hadn't been around the whole divorce thing, right? She'd been at college and she comes home to this different house and things are very different. And, and you know, Rachel was really struggling. I think Jake was really struggling. We were all just trying to figure out our new life. And someone said, you should go skydiving. First of all, my first thought was, well, we can't afford that. You know, I thought it would be super expensive. It's not. I mean, I don't know what it whoa, is now. Whoa, wait, wait, just a second. You found the cheapest skydiving place. I did anywhere in California, which has been shut down several times since. It has. Then. I didn't know that. I did not research it at the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it was a hundred dollars for each of us, and I was like, "Oh, well." I mean, I thought it was going to be three or four hundred dollars a person. It was only a hundred dollars. So, so yes, uh, and you are also not supposed to take any children under the age of eighteen skydiving. Jake was sixteen, and this place was like, "Sure, he can go." I, and once again, I did not know you were supposed to be 18. When I started telling people that I took Jake, they were like, how could you take Jake? He's not 18. I'm like, do they have to be 18? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, oh. So anyway, I did. I took my kids skydiving. Yep. Sam was with us, but he was, you know, five, four or five. So he So watched. you didn't make him go. No, they didn't <laughs> let him go. They had some kind of rules, you know. <laughs> not very many. Yeah. So and right after the skydiving, which uh, you guys can look on our website for those uh, great pictures. Yep. Um, well, you were sick for three days afterwards. Oh my goodness! Motion sickness. Motion but sickness. But right afterwards, you guys then went to a dog shelter and picked up a Tina. Dog. We got Tina. Yep, we did. It was it was I, it was the overindulgence day. I wanted to be the cool parent for the day. I did, and I remember Jake telling me that I was the coolest mom ever, and how would I ever top that? And I was like, <laughs> yes, my plan has worked. I am the coolest mom ever. And on my side, it was trip down to San Diego and to Disneyland and Legoland and things like that that I did right. with my kids. Right. Um, so, yeah, that stuff happens. We understand that that stuff happens. Um, but so what is overindulgence? Because doing those things all the time, everyone would say, yeah, that's overindulgence. But what what really is overindulgence? Well, we looked this up, right? We looked up what is the, it's actually called the Disneyland dad syndrome. It's not called Disneyland mom. Yeah, in, in fact, it's actually a legal term that can be used in court. Isn't that funny? It, which, yeah, I think is hilarious. But. but what that means is the Disneyland dad syndrome is complete overindulgence all the time with no rules, no routine. It's just when you're with me. It's just fun. It's just fun. We're, you know, yeah, we're at Disneyland. We're at the ballpark. We're at the arcade. Oh, that giving just, lavish. That just dated me. We're at the, the arcade. arcade. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we're at the arcade playing Centipede or Pac-Man. But anyway, but no, it's just, it's complete fun. It's never having them have any responsibility. They're not doing chores. They're not doing homework. You're never saying no. It's all yes. It's, uh, yeah, it's all no discipline, giving lavish gifts, even if you're not, even if you're not, um, Involved, but even giving lavish gifts far away. Right. Which, yes. you know, um, we've seen in some situations, too, with some of our friends. Mm-hmm. We right. have. We have. So, yes. So you have to have this balance because, like we said before, in our first part of this podcast, 
you do need to create these fun memories, right? So don't be afraid to go do something fun, um, but, but it just can't be all the time. Right, and it maybe make it so that it's a reward. Yes, that's we what I... We talked about that, remember? We did. I would say to my kids, let's get this, you know, house cleaned done. Let's get this yard work done. And then we'll go get an ice cream and go to the park or, you know. Or maybe if we save our money up by turning lights off around the house, one of my big pet peeves, then maybe we can go to Disneyland in three months if our electric bill goes down. Right, um, right. The kids need to be invested in that opportunity. Right. And somehow, instead of them just receiving it. That's right. the major difference between overindulgence and, you know, creating happy memories and fun things that you should do. And it's hard because when you see that your kids are sad and you're sad, you want to just, you know, do, you want to just kind of throw everything out the window and just go, oh, let me, I just want to make everyone happy. Forget bills. Right. Match out the credit card. Yeah. yeah. You just want to make people happy, but they need the security and stability of normal routines. Well, and that just brings temporary happiness, not real joy, which would be a little bit longer lasting. Exactly. Well, and this goes into showing gratitude. Are your kids showing gratitude um, for this stuff? Right. Or are they expecting it? Right. Um, that drives me crazy. Yes, it does. It, as well as it should. As well as it should. Our kids are very good at showing gratitude, and they know that that's important to us. And if they don't show gratitude then things are not good. <laughs> Maybe it was the gratitude buck um, thing that I did for a while with, uh, with the kids. Yeah. Right. They got gratitude butts for doing good things around the house and saying thank you and things like that. We've kind of indoctrinated them, brainwashed them into showing gratitude. Absolutely. Um, also, another important thing about um, overindulgence here is making sure that your kids understand that there are consequences to their actions, both good and bad. And this really... We'll start tying into co-parenting as well. It will. And but, that's that's hard. That's hard because, like you said, it's, it is going to tie into the next one. But there has, still has to be consequences. You still have to have discipline. And, you know, so we'll talk about that more in the next section. But, yes, don't overindulgence is also not ever disciplining your child and or giving them stuff to do or they need to they need to be part of the family right. and contribute and kids need the kids need boundaries oh they do they need boundaries so much in fact we found with uh, some of our kids when we've given them more boundaries they thrive yes because there's no question on what they need to do right. or how how to do it and it depends on the age like if you were to ask our older kids when at the beginning of the divorce they wanted less boundaries. And when we got remarried, right, they yeah. were like, let me do my own thing. This is, you know, I don't want anything to do with this. So you have to be aware of ages and still create a safe environment for your kids. And there still needs to be some boundaries. You can't just say no boundaries. You no. can do whatever you want. You're the parent. You're the, you're still the parent. You're and the, the parent. kids actually will appreciate that, if not right away, then later in life. Yep. Now, another thing that you're going to run into and bump up against is competition with oh, your ex yeah. it, it, it and we is, were horrible at this that first we Christmas. were horrible at it and it's just something that i think it's natural i mean i if if you have gotten divorced and you didn't feel competition with your ex you know shoot us an email because i i, I want to find know. out how that happened. yeah no i seriously i would love to hear from somebody that just felt like there was no competition because i think it is just a natural thing like you know you want to be the fun parent, the cool parent. I want parent, the kids the, to want to be at my house. Yep, I want the kids to be at my, yeah, yeah, totally. So 
How did, how did we um, overindulge well, when we first got let's married? Well, let's say uh, Christmas morning, the first Christmas, we changed our tradition where we opened one present at a time, which was your tradition, mm-hmm. um, around the room. And it took us six hours to yes, open Yes, we've presents. talked about this before, and we put up pictures before. Yeah, go look at our traditions uh, yeah. podcast about this, and you'll hear the f- whole story. You will see the definition of overindulgence yes you will and we it was it was ridiculous even the kids felt like it was ridiculous i mean everyone's like exhausted from opening presents (laughs) that's really bad it is really bad but it was our first christmas together and we were trying to you know say hey we're the cool we're the cool ones yeah no we weren't we still aren't (laughs) i beg to differ (laughs) everyone thinks you're the cool parent Competing with your ex-spouse is is innately going to happen in some respects, but you're going to have to get over that and start co-parenting together. And this is really difficult um, as there's lots going on, whether it's discipline, common chores, overindulgence, like we talked about before. You have to deal with all these same things. Yeah, and if you think that parenting is going to be the same once you're divorced, you are sadly mistaken because... Oh my goodness, it's so difficult because you are, if you want to discipline your child for something that they did wrong, you're worried that, especially if they're older, that they're going to be like, well, I'm just going to go over to mom's house or dad's house. You know what I mean? You, you don't parent the same exact way that you no, did before. No, you're parenting from a position of fear in yes. some respects. Yes. I mean, when you're, you know, together, they, you know, they may threaten to run away, but that's, you know, very rare. Like they have nowhere to go, but now they do have somewhere to go. They do. And so you worry that, oh, you know, and, and that, yes, you're right. I like what you just said. We're parenting out of fear. And so we are not. And that's not, a very bad position. To it be is. In. And I think the kids can feel it and they start to manipulate that a little bit. Oh, not even a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> your, your kids will learn really quickly especially if you've gotten remarried and you're blending a family and your ex-spouse has, now they have four parents to play against each other instead yep. of just two. Yep. And, you know, I'm not saying that all kids are evil or anything. It's just human nature to want to get what you want and figure out a way to do that. You've got to be adult enough to see what's going on and communicative enough with your ex-spouse to say, hey, look, here's the situation. We need to be a... A, a front. Yeah, a united front. A united front. That's what I was looking for. A united front to make sure that we're consistent in this thing, whether it's chores or discipline or, or gift giving. It is. And it's hard. You have to, you do, you have to have a good um, line of communication with your ex to say, hey, so so-and-so, you know, did this over here. They're grounded from TV. I'd like that grounding to extend over to your house. And sometimes that works and sometimes that does not. So you have to... You have to figure that out. Sometimes it's just like, well, when they're at your house and then when they come back a few days later, then the punishment continues. Ideally, I think it should be able to extend to both houses, but that's really hard, especially if you don't have a good relationship with your ex. They're going to go, I'm not going to, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be the, the good parent right. here and, or right. the parent that they love and not um, do yeah, that discipline. Yeah, so it's really hard. So, so that also means your discipline, you need to be careful. You can't ground your kid for life anymore like we used no, to. No, what well, you used to. <laughs> yes, you used to. Um, you have to make sure that the discipline or the consequence for their bad action um, is um, 
attainable easily, at your attainable, house. Attainable, <laughs> yeah. Easily enforceable, right? Yes. Um, otherwise, it, it really doesn't matter much. Right, right. So yeah, but it does it does feel like a little bit of a competition with the parenting. And I know some people, we've talked to friends before that were not really considering divorce, but you know, it was just... They things, were having a rough time. They are having a rough time. And oh, if, if you know, I wasn't with him, then... You know, he he wouldn't say this when I tried to discipline the kids. And I was like, oh, sweetheart, <laughs> you're right. He's not going to be there to say that. He'll say it afterwards. He'll say it over. Like It's going to be so much worse. He's going to do things just to make you mad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't it doesn't get any better. No, in fact, it actually is more difficult. Yes, it is. And co-parenting is such such a hard thing to do. Now, here's another thing that we talked about chores. So. If your kids are doing chores in both homes, like let's say uh, David was mowing the lawn at his mom's house, and then every time he was here, he mowed the lawn too, you have to also be concerned, am I doing too much? Right. right. Um, it, is he not having any downtime? So you've got to somehow coordinate that with with your ex, um, which can be difficult, right? Which I don't think we have ever coordinated with your ex. On chores, no. No, but you have to kind of take a... Uh, you know, look at what your kids, so if, if they come to our house and say, oh, we just spent all day yesterday doing yard work, you got to take that cue. So, well, you're doing yard work here too. Right. It needs which, to be even. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stinks for them. Or even if they were like, oh, we spent all day yesterday cleaning our rooms, and you're thinking, oh, darn, I was just going to have him go really deep clean his room. T- take a step back because they're two. going to resent that. And as well as they should, that is that really stinks. And they didn't ask for this. No. So even though, yes, they still need to help with yard work and help and keep their rooms clean, you have to be careful about what has already happened at the other house. Well, both both on chores as well as fun times. Absolutely. So if they just went to a pumpkin patch right? You know, uh, yesterday and now they're coming to our house and it's the weekend before you know, Halloween, are we going to a pumpkin patch two days in a row? And that stinks. Because you really wanted to go do that. But guess what? The kids are like, oh, well, I just did that. It really stinks. And sometimes you might have an ex that tries to get everything in first, right? Yeah, that can happen. It can happen. And you just have to go with it. And if you have a good relationship with your ex, maybe you can talk to them and say, listen, you took him to the pumpkin patch last year. Can I take him this year? You know, or maybe you separate him from a couple of weeks or something. Right. I don't know, but right. But it's just hard. Remember, the kids are getting double of everything, so keep that in mind. I remember even our kids with movies. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember Jacob one time was like, "I'm really tired of seeing the same movie twice every single time a new movie comes out." Because it's like, "Oh, well, we were going to take you to see that movie. Well, I already saw. It. Well, we but we wanted to take you." So sometimes you just have to give those things up for the benefit of your kids. And if it's really important to you, don't give it up and, and make that known to your kid. You know what? This was really important to me. I really wanted to do this with you, but it just can't be every single time. So the whole thing around co-parenting and overindulgence is take a look at it. Make sure that you're not um, doing things twice or three times over. So let's take it. Let's talk about the tips that we want to uh, help people out. Just kind of remind people, create opportunities that your kids can get involved that bring the family together and bring positive emotions. Don't push your kids into doing things, uh, but create opportunities for them to um, to have with you instead of pushing them. Right. Don't force it though. Don't right. force it. And most importantly, have fun with your kids. 
Absolutely. And this does not have to be something big. A picnic. Go to the park. Just little things like that. Go do mini golf. Just little. Go stargaze. I mean, it doesn't have to be things that cost money, but do things together. Have Go get an ice cream at Thrifty, which someone recently said they didn't know that Thrifty drugstore Rite Aid now. Rite Aid. Rite Aid did, had ice cream. And I'm like, what? Yes. It's really cheap. It's really good ice cream. But yeah, just... Do things together with them. Do chores together. Do yard work together. But do things together. And don't think that when you get divorced that your parenting and your relationship with your kids isn't going to change. It's going to change and your parenting style needs to change too. So the Lemonade Moment of the Week has to do with our two granddaughters, or actually one of our granddaughters. They're visiting this week, which has been a lot of fun for us. It has been. It's been a great week. My birthday week, we rented out the roller rink, roller rink and had a bunch of our friends come and family, and it's been tons of fun. And yeah, so Zoe's here, who's what? Zoe, five months old now? Five months old. Oh my goodness. So she's rolling over now. She's getting on her belly and trying to move around. And we have a little Pushan Heidi. She's not our divorce dog. She She's is, not. We'll talk about that episode another time. <laughs> um, but um, Heidi saw her getting up on all fours, and she thought she wanted to play with her. So Heidi went to town, barking at her, wagging her tail, licking her. And uh, Zoe just sat there with smiles, and then sad, and then smiles. And it was pretty funny. You can check out the video. It was pretty darn cute. If you like today's episode, give us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and head to Facebook and like us. And check out our blog at wheresthelemonade.org, where you can leave questions and comments. And, but most of all, go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby. In our next episode, we are going to talk about coming to terms with pain, child support, and alimony. Tough subject. It is, but we're going to dig in, baby. <laughs> <laughs>